I sincerely welcome you to God's presence this morning. And before we share the grace, I want to talk to us about the dynamics of forgiveness. The dynamics of forgiveness. And as we listen, the word of God, we address specific issues of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You come to church, yes. You uh, call yourself a Christian, yes. But how do we know that you are a Christian? It is not enough to describe yourself a Christian. It is not enough to dress like one. It is not enough to speak like one. There are certain things that you would exhibit that people will know that of a truth, this one is a Christian. Brethren, you know a Christian by his faith. You know a Christian by his faith. You know a Christian by his prayer. You know a Christian by his giving. You know a Christian by his obedience to the commandment of Christ. But there is one element that we often overlook or sometimes we forget and is an integral part of the qualities that make an individual a child of God. You know a Christian by his ability to forgive and to receive forgiveness. The Holy Spirit will minister to your heart this morning and it will begin to break down every wall of resistance between you and God and between you and your neighbors and between you and your brethren and between you and your family members in Jesus' name. Amen. You know a Christian not only by his faith, not only by his prayer, not only by his giving, not only by his obedience to Christ, but by his willingness, by his capability and his willingness to forgive. And all these things that I've mentioned, they are interwoven. Anywhere you see faith, you will see forgiveness. Are you listening to me this morning? Anywhere you see faith demonstrated, you will always see forgiveness. Once you see unforgiveness, there is no faith. Once you realize that inside of you, you are struggling to forgive people, your faith is low. Your faith is weak. What you need to do is to trust God to increase your faith so that your capacity to forgive will increase. Once you see prayer, you will see forgiveness. But anytime you see unwillingness to forgive, then your prayer life is very low. Because if your prayer life is okay, you will not have problems with forgiveness. We're going to see this in the Bible, that faith and forgiveness, they are connected. Prayer and forgiveness, they are connected. Giving and forgiveness, they are connected. Once you are a giver, you will be able to forgive. When you are stingy, you will not be able to forgive. You will be struggling to forgive just as you are struggling to give. And anytime you see unforgiveness, 
around you, it means that you have not been obedient to Christ. Therefore, we will be talking today about forgiveness. Forgiveness is the duty of the believer. It's not a burden at all. In our human life, sometimes because of the degree of offense, because of the enormity of, of anger, we find it difficult to forgive. We struggle with forgiveness, particularly when you have around you a repeat offender. You make up your mind, well, this one, when we get to heaven, we will resolve it. But as I talk to you on earth, if it is me to forgive this person, forget it. I have closed the door of forgiveness. Brother or sister, if the example I had given describe you, you have to reconsider the position of the Bible as relates to that decision this morning. And the Lord will help us. He will open our eyes of understanding. He will, he will, he will walk on us. He will break us down and give us victory over the flesh and give us victory over Satan this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Most of the things we struggle about, brethren, is really not the devil. It's really not the devil. Because if you have faith, if you, if you can pray, if you are a giver, if you forgive, the devil will stay far away from you. He will not move close to you. Because he will know that you are a firebrand. Amen. Amen. It is useless demonstrating faith without forgiving. It is a fruitless effort praying on the mountain or anywhere without forgiving. But when you combine this, you become fire that the devil will not be able to, to touch you. When you are a man of faith, when you are a woman of prayer, it will not be difficult for you to forgive. Right now, in your life, as you are sitting down, if you have problem with forgiving people, it is because your faith is weak. It is because you have been prayerless. Mark chapter 11. Open your Bible with me to Mark 11. Let me read from verse 25 to 26. I think our sister read it in Bible passage from verses 20 to 26. But because of time, I'm going to read from 25 and 26. And hear what the Bible says. This is Jesus Christ himself talking. And it is the Lord Jesus that I want to speak to you this morning. If you hear my voice, you can get angry. But if you hear the sweet voice of the Holy Spirit, it will give you a reason to reconsider your position this morning. And the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, 
neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Jesus is talking to us this morning. The Lord Jesus is talking to you this morning. He says that if you stand praying, if you stand praying, if you stand praying has two meanings. One, it means that you are in a public place, you are praying. If you come to church, you are praying. That's one meaning. Number two, it means that you have been trusting God for something that you have been persistent about. If you stand praying, you are praying over that matter. You are knocking the gate of heaven. You are persistent. You are calling on God. Oh God, this issue, you are fasting. You are waiting. You are trusting God. You are focused. You have been disturbing heaven because of this matter. If you stand praying, you see that prayer is connected to faith. Because at the earlier part of the conversation, Jesus was talking to the people. When they drew his attention to the fig tree that he cursed and he dried off, he said, if you have faith, and he told them that Faith works by prayer. But prayer is quickly answered when you forgive. Because when you lack forgiveness, your prayers can be hindered. It says, if you stand praying and you have anybody, anyone, your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, your neighbor, your co-worker, your employer, your employee, anyone at all, somebody, a random person that you met, or an individual just random out there that has offended you. When you are praying, Jesus said, forgive the person. He says, forgive him, no condition. Forgive him. It means release him. Because when you are holding somebody in your heart, it's a psychological and an emotional thing. Inside of you, you have made up your mind that this particular person said it will not be well with him. It will not be well with her. For this thing that he has done for me, it will not prosper. Inside of you, you have animosity, hatred, anger, bitterness, malice against the person. But when you stand praying, you are in the presence of God. Jesus says to you as a Christian, he says, forgive him. How has he treated you? Very bad. Abi, he has treated you very bad. Jesus says this morning, forgive him. She has treated you very bad. She has caused you pain. She has jilted you. She has spent your money. She has broken your heart. Jesus says, forgive him. Forgive her. Release her in your heart. Because if you don't do that, 
your father in heaven that you are praying to will not forgive you your trespasses. The demand of heaven is very high. The standard of the kingdom is very high. There is nobody here that somebody has never offended in his or her life, including myself. But because we are children of God, if there is anybody that has offended you this morning, the Bible is saying, forgive him. Forgive her. When you do that, your Father in heaven will forgive you your trespasses. Your father, your biological father that gave birth to you did not take care of you. Your life is the way it is now. You are struggling because he did not lay a very solid foundation for you. Forgive him. Who has offended you? What has the person done for you? This morning the word of God is coming to you. And I read it again. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, you have anything in your heart, in your mind, in your head, in your diary, in your calendar, in your notebook, against anyone, forgive him. What does the Bible say? Forgive. forgive him. To forgive means to cover, to lift away, to send away, or to release. That is what forgive means. Okay, so he has sinned against you. He has offended you. He has stolen your money. He has swindled you. He has stolen our drum. And pour away all the effort of the water that the children fetched last week Sunday. And took away the drum of the church. What should we do this morning? Come here. Gather. Rain curses on him. We don't need it. Whoever took that drum, we release him. We forgive him. Whether it's a man or a woman, we forgive him. We release him. We release him to God. It is between him and his maker. Hallelujah. We will not pray against him. We will not curse him. We are forgiving him. Wherever he is now, the Holy Spirit will touch his heart. Maybe it will lead him to Christ. And he will give testimony that praise the Lord. I have lived a rough life. I have been stealing. So today I stole a drum in one church. And that is why I gave my life to Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is Berea Evangelical Mission. We don't curse people. We only tackle the devil. We only tackle the enemy. We only tackle Satan. But as for human beings, if they offend us, we forgive them. Sometimes it's very painful. When I heard, I said, ah, ah, drum. What is the motive? Is he younger? 
Is it to spite the church? Why will anybody, these children last Sunday, cheerfully, they carry pockets on their head. They went and got water inside it. Only for the person to come, pour the water away. That's malice in law. It's not an empty drum. It's malice. Pour the water away. Carry the drum on his head or under his armpit or on his shoulder and moved away from this point to wherever. Whether it is in the day or in the night, we don't know. But what we have done as a church is to forgive that person and release the person to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. I want that to be our position as a people. And I want that to be an example for you. If when you stand praying and you realize inside you that somebody has offended you, forgive him. Hallelujah. Amen. Forgive her. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. It's going to take a lot of things from us. But we are children of light. We are children of the kingdom. So we chose to obey Christ rather than man. Because forgiving is a spiritual command. Matthew chapter 5. Turn your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 5. Let me read from verses 23 to 26. Matthew chapter 5. Therefore, 23, if you bring your gift to the altar, that's public prayer, you bring your gift to the altar, and there at the altar, remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him lest your adversary deliver you to the judge and the judge hand you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison assuredly i say to you you will by no means get out there till you have paid the last penny what Jesus is saying is that as much as it is possible, don't go to litigation with anybody. Always use alternative dispute resolution. If you have issue with anybody, go resolve it with him. If the person is unreasonable, get a third party to resolve it with him. If it is business, in the society because we are organized as a people there are instruments of government that have been set up independent of the judicial court but a part of it that will sit down to mediate or arbitrate over the matter as jesus said agree with your adversary very fast too, so that if it is your fault you will not Jai, jai, be. That's what Jesus is saying. If you are at fault, acknowledge your error, mend your ways, and move on with your life. So that you don't fight, then it turns out that you are at fault or you are guilty. 
We are children of God. He says, when you bring your gift to the altar, when you come to God's house like this, it's an opportunity for you to do a soul session. You search your heart. Search your life. It is not, look, brethren, being a Christian is going to take a lot of things from you. It's going to demand a lot of things from you. We are not a church that gives regulation, do's and don'ts. No. But because you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, because you are following him, and you have chosen to really follow him, it will take a lot of things from you. It is not what is convenient for you that you will do. It is what he says that you will do. Sometimes what he says may not be convenient for you. But because you have made up your mind to follow him, you would then have to do it. Because that is the price of being a Christian. That is the price you have to pay if you must make heaven. Hallelujah. If you bring your gifts and before you present it, you remember, oh, I have somebody in my heart. He said, drop your gift. Go your way. Reconcile with the fellow. Come back to present your gift. I want you to take a mind journey back into your past, all of us here this morning. Who is this person that has offended you that you are holding? It can hinder your prayer. Take a journey back into your past this morning. Who is that person that has treated you very poorly, very bad, that you have vowed not to forgive? The Lord will touch you this morning. The Lord will give you strength this morning. The Lord will give you grace this morning. He will give you the ability to forgive this morning in Jesus' name. I promise you that it's not going to be an easy exercise. But when you release yourself to the Holy Spirit, it's going to be sweet. Amen. Amen. Forgiving those who offend you. Forgiving those who treated you badly. Forgiving those who hurt you is, is a divine command. Love demanded it. God demanded it. And it's not optional if you must make heaven. It's not optional if you must be the disciple of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. This is the mystery of the kingdom. This is the mystery of the power of God that many people do not understand. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. The Bible says, Be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. Let me start from 31. Let all bitterness rot, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Let all bitterness Is there any bitterness in your heart this morning? The Lord will heal you. In Jesus' name. Let all rot. Rot is the senior brother of anger. Let all anger, clamor, agitation, and evil speaking be put away 
from you. Let malice be put away from you. God will put away, as you surrender to him completely this morning, rot in your life, anger in your life, clamor in your life, evil speaking in your life, malice in your life, in the name of Jesus. He now says, be kind to one another. What does the Yoruba version say? Who has a Yoruba Bible there? Be kind to one another. Be kind. Be nice. One of the quality of being a Christian is that you are a nice person. Are you with me now? Are we together this morning? Be nice. Tell your neighbor, be nice. Be nice. It's a commandment of Jesus Christ. It's a commandment of the Bible. It's the quality of being a Christian. Be nice. Eshe, God bless you. Thank you very much. Be nice. It says, Emma Shore, be kind. That's another level. It starts with being kind. Be kind. Praise the Lord. You are going on your way. Let me show you the degree of the, how, how bad things are these days. How bad. You are going on your way. You are just going on the road. An ant, ant that is created by God is going. The ant is not a threat to you. The ant did not offend you. The ant did not do you any evil. You are going and you step on it and you killed it. You are not a nice person. The ant did not come to your house. I say ant. The ant did not offend you. The ant did not trespass to your territory. You are just going on the way. It, it shows the state of your heart. I'm honest. If you are in your house and ant is invading your house, you have a responsibility to get the ant out of your house. If cockroach is infesting your house, it shows that your house is dead. It's not the fault of the cockroach. You take responsibility for the death. Once you remove the death, you can never find ant in your cockroach in your house. I just use that to illustrate the state of our hearts. It is this society now that is so wicked. This society is so callous that children, teenagers, will take another teenager and slaughter her and cut her head and put it in a pot and they will be cooking it because they want to make money. We are so wicked now. But because we are Christians, the Bible says, be kind. I don't know how to interpret this kind to you. Be kind. Be nice. Emma Shore. Be good. Be good to people. They may not be good to you. You be good to them. It's not a problem. We may be giving them things. They might think that you are giving them because you want to take their glory. Be good. It doesn't stop you from being good. You continue to be good. Because God will judge. Time will show. Hallelujah. 
It is the commandment of the Bible. It says, be kind to one another. Be kind to me because I need it. I should be kind to you because you need it. Being kind is not one-sided. If you are kind to me, I'm kind to you. Kindness will jam kindness. Are you to, are we together this morning? But if you are kind to me, I am wicked to you, is imbalanced. Are we together now? Being kind in also in affect the way we speak to one another. Because you don't know the trouble that people are in. So be, be kind to people the way you talk to them. The fact that you are strong, the fact that you have everything going strong for you, does not mean that everybody is strong like you. You may be here, I may be here. Be kind to me. Are we together now? When you see a brother or a sister who has backslidden, who has fallen away, be kind to him. Be kind to her. Pray that the Lord will restore the person. Because it is not the will of a Christian to backslid. Nobody wants to fall away. We have a common enemy. And this devil is constantly fighting, trying to destroy people's destiny. He is constantly fighting, trying to destroy people's lives. So Paul said, be kind. Amen. Amen. Let's be kind to one another. Be kind to people in your place of work. Be kind to people in the neighborhood. Be kind to people everywhere. Talk to people nicely. Relate to people nicely. Don't be harsh. Don't be crude. The way you talk, the way you relate with people. Be kind. Not only that, it says, be tender-hearted. What is the second word there? My sister, I read it in Yoruba. Be tender-hearted. No, no, no. Read 32 again. Thank you. Be tender-hearted. Look at it. Add the quality of Christ. That's what Paul is saying. Be tender-hearted. Children, you people that normally use good words, you insult yourself anyhow. That is not the spirit of Christ. He said, be tender, tender. Tender like a baby. When you see a baby, you understand tender. Be tender-hearted to one another. Praise the Lord. That's the Bible. It says, forgiving one another. If I offend you, you forgive me. If you offend me, I will forgive you. Just as Christ, just as God in Christ has forgiven us. Is there a sin that God cannot forgive? There is none except the sin against the Holy Spirit. And let me explain to you the sin against the Holy Spirit. We are not doing theology this morning. The sin against the Holy Spirit is blasphemy. And what is blasphemy? Blasphemy is you stand and you claim that Jesus is not the Son of God. That's blasphemy. Anybody who made that claim that Jesus is not the Son of God, that person has committed blasphemy. 
And that person is doomed. Because in John Gospel, the Bible says, He that believeth that Jesus is the Son has eternal life. But he that does not believe, the judgment of God is already upon him. That's the sin that cannot be forgiven. But once you don't believe, I don't want noise from that point. Once you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you cannot have eternal life. Even God cannot help you. Even God can't force you. Therefore, what it means is that there is no sin on earth that God cannot forgive. If God can forgive all sins, as his children, we must be ready. We must be prepared. We must ask for grace to forgive all sins and offenses against us. Praise the Lord. I don't know who this message is for this morning. I don't know why the message is coming to you. But I know that there is something in your life that the Holy Spirit wants to correct. And the word of God will meet you at that very point of your need and make the necessary corrections before it is too late in Jesus' name. Amen. Many people have gone to hellfire because of lack of forgiveness. You will not go to hell. Amen. Hell is not made for men. It's made for the devil and his fallen angels. And anybody who deliberately follow the devil. God is love. God is not a wicked God. He does not create man to go to hell. He does not design hellfire for man. He only created hell for devil, that's Satan, Lucifer, and the fallen angels that followed him to rebel against God. But anybody who deliberately followed the devil and his name is not in the book of life. The Bible says we have his portion in the lake of fire. That one is not the responsibility of God. It's a choice. So we have a choice, brethren, to exercise our faith. We have a choice to pray. We have a choice to give. We also have a choice to be obedient to Christ. And we have a choice to forgive. Forgiving others is a prerequisite for God to forgive us our sin. It's a prerequisite for our prayer to be answered. And it's a condition for open heaven. This is our year of higher grounds. God has elevated us already. But for your doors to be perpetually open, you must learn to forgive. Who has offended you from January 1 to date, you have to forgive them. I promise you, people will still offend you from now to December. You must be prepared in your heart to forgive them. Before we pray, Matthew chapter 18. Matthew 18. As you are leaving this church to go home, on your way, you will meet people that will offend you. The Bible is saying, forgive them. Matthew 18. So I begin to read from verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, 
How often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. The disciples, they already knew the teaching of Jesus about forgiveness. So they don't have problem with forgiveness. But you know the problem that Peter has? The repetition of offense is giving him sleepless nights. So he came to Jesus and said, But master, how often will my brother offend me that I will continue to forgive him? Is it seven times? What is the answer of our Lord Jesus? Let us go and read it in verse 22. Jesus said to him, I never told you seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Students, 70 times seven is what? 70 times seven. 490. Thank you very much. In a day, if your brother offends you 490 times, the Bible says, forgive him 490 times. It is a metaphor, as you will or only. What it means is that as often as it occurs, forgive. That is what makes you a child of God. That's what makes you a Christian. As often as they offend you, forgive. Offense will come. Sometimes it's needless. Sometimes it's needed. But it will come. Because we are dealing with human beings. And human beings, we are imperfect. Human beings, we are imperfect. People will disappoint you. People will let you down. People will break your heart. People will insult you. People will provoke you. People will annoy you. When all these things happen, as a Christian, forgive. Pastor, that is difficult. Yes, I agree it is difficult. But the grace of God makes it not difficult. And that is what we are going to pray for this morning. Because that is one of the evidence that you are a Christian. If you cannot forgive, you are not better than, than unbelievers. You are not better than unbelievers. The mystery of the kingdom lies in forgiveness. So you must make up your mind this morning. Whether you want to continue to be a Christian or you want to stop being a Christian. But my prayer for you is that you will continue to follow him. Because brethren, from what we see around now and from the word of God, the trumpet can sound at any time. The trumpet can sound at any time. Evil is so prevalent now. Wickedness is on the rise. Jesus can come at any time. The trumpet can sound at any time. And for you to be approved of God, you must learn to forgive. You must be ready to forgive. And when you forgive, you are free from bitterness. How many of you are here this morning and you are bitter? There is bitterness in your heart. It's because you have not been forgiven. If you pray from now to tomorrow to a God to remove the bitterness, 
unless you take steps to forgive, the prayer will not be answered. Amen. 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 Is there bitterness in your heart? Is there anger in your heart? Is there malice? Malice in your heart? Is there resentment? Resentment in your heart? Are, are, are you seeking vengeance? Are Let the, release yourself to the Holy Spirit this morning to heal you. Release yourself. Release yourself for healing. What they've done to you, the Holy Spirit can undo it. You have been bastardized. You have been abused. You have been misused. The Holy Spirit can, can make you new. He can repackage you as a new person. You have to release yourself to him. To, to, to do his miracle in your life. What they've done to you cannot be equal to what the Holy Spirit will still do with your life. You must be ready to release yourself this morning. You must be ready to forgive so that you can receive your healing, so that you can receive love, so that you can find peace. Rise on your feet, people of God. Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet. I want you to bow down your head to pray. Lord, have mercy upon me. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Lord, have mercy upon me. As I begin to forgive those who have offended me, as I begin to forgive those who have abused me, as I begin to forgive those who have misused me, those who have insulted me, those who have embarrassed me, those who have lied against me, those who have done bad things to me, Lord, help me this morning to forgive them. Begin to pray, church. Begin to pray. Lord, help me to forgive. Lord, help me to forgive. I don't want to go back home like this, with this bitterness in my heart, with this anger in my heart, with this resentment in my heart. Lord, help me to forgive. Holy Spirit, help me to forgive. I release myself. I release myself. Father, take away this anger. Take away this rot. Take away this bitterness from me. Give me the grace to forgive. Give me the grace to forgive. Give me the grace to forgive so that my prayers will not be hindered. In the name of Jesus, I want to be a child of God that is approved of God, that is not a child of God by mouth, that is not a child of God by just merely going to church, but that is prayerful, that exercises faith and can forgive. Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. 